Onyx Hunt is our go-to solution for anything mapping related, whether we're at the house or in the field, whether we're using the tracking feature in order to kind of figure out exactly where we're going in and out of the woods, to also implementing the new cell camera feature where you can actually link your different cell cameras that you may have from different brands and be able to get all those photos sent directly through the Onyx app where you can actually see them on your maps and be able to go through all your photos right there in one place. You can use the promo code SOUTHERN at checkout and save 20% on your Onyx Onyx membership. Onyx has been extremely helpful for us the last six years, and I'm sure it'll be helpful for you. So know where you stand with Onyx. I'm sure by now y'all have heard about the Vortex VIP warranty. It is a unlimited, unconditional lifetime warranty. Absolutely the best warranty in the business. So if you drop your binos out of a tree stand, if you run them over with your truck, whatever happens, you can send it into Vortex and they'll fix or replace it. That gives me peace of mind knowing that Vortex stands behind their products. So hey, head on over to Midway USA and use the promo code SOUTHERN to get a discount on any Vortex optics you order through Midway USA. If you use that code, you get a discount and it helps out the show. So head on over to MidwayUSA.com and check out some Vortex optics. Meadow Creek Mounts is your go-to mounting option for red dots on your turkey shotgun. And one of my favorite features about this mount is you don't have to drill and tap your shotgun in order to mount a red dot onto your shotgun. I personally have used this mount the last two seasons and it's worked extremely well for me. One thing I personally like about it is because it's so low onto the barrel when it mounts to the rib of your shotgun, it allows for a very natural head positioning when shouldering your gun. Also an advantage of using a red dot compared to maybe just a traditional bead on your shotgun is you get a much more clear view of the turkey and you're able to kind of see what else is around there and making sure you're perfectly on that bird. Now if you're interested in giving Meadow Creek Mounts a try you can go over to the website meadowcreekmounts.com and use the code southern at checkout to be able to save 10% on your order. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Southern Outdoors Podcast. We're sitting here with the headsets on, on the edge of a soybean field that a bunch of deer keep coming out in. Um, it is me, Jacob, Tyler Malone, and Michael Pike, who's trying to side in his bow right now. We're about to go hunting. Uh, Jacob, what's up? How you doing? Uh, being freaking awesome. I am excited about this and uh, about this whole hunt, dude. So it's been crazy. So I think I'm at almost 25 deer for the day. Yeah. So <laughs> that's always awesome. But yeah, dude. Uh, feet are sore though from yesterday, so it, it, we yeah, did. it was kind of brutal yesterday. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm good. Uh, kind of amazed all the deer we're seeing. Yeah, there's a bunch. Yeah. So uh, it's like it's like high fence fit hunting over here, man. So so far, I've carried the team on my shoulders this whole time since day one. Mm. I'm the only one that's killed a deer. Oh, oh, oh I was wondering like, where's he true. getting at this? Okay. <laughs> oh, here's Michael in the background. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Mike, you don't have a headset. Keep shooting, man. <laughs> <laughs> so michael got new broadheads he's trying to side them in but uh yeah we've been out here we're in north alabama at our deer camp we like to do every year and uh it's been pretty eventful wouldn't you say oh dude it's been crazy it's been uh it went from like yesterday being excited because of how far back we were able to get on that piece of property yep. to like being let down by like the lack of deer we actually saw oh yeah to like today a complete 180 Holy crap! Dude. And hunting way closer to the road. Like, oh my god! Like, yeah, I could pretty much see my truck. Yeah. So yeah, it's, this is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, the the first day, I went up on a ridge. Basically, I'm going to run through this because it's not too exciting of a hunt. But basically, there's a big old ridge up here, and me and Michael went up the backside of it, 
and we could see a bench way up at the top and we're like okay let's hit that bench and then wrap around to the other side of the ridge until we find feed sign so we shot up there hit the bench and then wrapped around which we're on the north facing slope so it was open mm-hmm. and then we wrap around to the south facing slope which is always thicker and it was thicker and i found feed sign set up was there for 10 minutes shot a doe 14 yards quartering away got both lungs and the heart nailed her is a is a good hunt so that was pretty much the extent of uh my deer killing so far yeah that was pretty exciting especially with the instagram you're like oh just you know hunt some feed trees oh look at that lighted knock on the ground (laughs) (laughs) that means one of two things either you hit it or you missed it yep well yeah i nailed her um pretty disappointed with the blood trail no i don't know i don't know what the deal with that was i mean it was a good shot yeah andrew's transferring over to rage guys just gonna let you know right now no i don't think i'm gonna do that tyler's over here glassing right now tyler you see one no, I thought I did. That's just that's just Michael's air hitting the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's not even here to defend himself. Come uh, on, now. Ain't much you can say about here that. Here he shoots it. Here he comes. Oh, no. all right. Oh, <laughs> you hit that deer in the ear hole. Hit it right there. Oh my god! <laughs> Hang in there, Michael. <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, oh, Michael catches hell, son. He does. He catches hell. <laughs> yeah, he does, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's always a good sport about it. He takes it. Man, we get Michael crap. Michael always sees more deer than me. Always. One. Same here. He's just he's all, he always sits in weird. Every time he shows me where he's going, I'm like, I don't want to well, go there. you know his secret. <laughs> I want to see my worst friend there. Yeah. <laughs> well, his secret is he sprays down with sweet corn, canned corn. No, that's that's, 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 <laughs> that's why he, that's why he sees them all. That's what he wants. Nose jammer. Through. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that one hit? Nose jammer? I don't. No, that ain't my thing. You should be rocking that sweet corn. Well, dude, let's run through. Uh, let's run through what we got going on today. This will be the theme of this podcast: planning a hunt. Uh, so, why, who, who? One of you two, give us a rundown of what's going on. Uh, I start with this morning when I hunted. Well, yesterday evening, me and Mike was over here at this uh, soybean field. And the biologist uh, gave us a little tip, so there's three bucks over here in this backfield. And uh, two big eights and one big ten. So me and Mike walked the edge of this field looking for big tracks. And uh, we got halfway down, and we jumped two does, so we backed out. And it was calling for rain at like 3 o'clock, so me and Mike went in and sat from 10.30 to about 2.30, hoping for that feed movement right before the rain gets here. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I went to the far back corner to the left of this field. There's a big old, uh, what, what kind of oak tree did you say it was? Is it a willow, willow oak. Willow oak. I thought it was a pin oak, so much I know. <laughs> but uh, I walked to the far back corner, found a lot, lot, lot of good buck sign, beat down trails. And uh, so I jacked up right there, had a pretty good wind, and uh, didn't see nothing. I don't think. Mike, do you see anything yesterday at midday? When he was hunting? No, just jumped that one doe. Oh, yeah, he jumped that one doe. That was it. So, last night we went back to uh camper, got a game plan. I went back to the same spot because it, it was hot sign, fresh sign, and uh, didn't, didn't see nothing early. About 9.15, had three does come behind me straight from the middle of the swamp, and uh, I messed that up. Uh, I blew it. They, they spotted me and turned and just hopped off in the swamp, but... That was, that was a little rundown, so let's, let's hear yours, Jacob. 
Yeah, so, rundown. so I got Jacob's I, an exciting one here. Well, see, I I was given the gar hole just out of good faith from everybody. I went to the one spot that nobody wanted to go, probably the closest to the road, closest to access. I was like, oh. I was literally trying. Well, okay, Andrew let, let Andrew was this. forcing it onto me. Let me let me preface. He's like, you have to sit. So here. me and Jacob walked five miles yesterday with 40, 30, 40 pound packs because we're stupid. And we went way back in this marsh, and we belly crawled through saw briars for daylight. Played with moccasins. We walked. We saw like fifteen hundred snakes. <laughs> no fresh buck sign. Didn't see a deer back there. It was pretty. It was pretty brutal. It was miserable. We got out at like one thirty. We started walking at four twenty, and we got back to the truck at one twenty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was defeated. I was like, I don't care what is in those woods. I'm done today. I'm going to sit here well, and we saw, watch football or something. Well, we saw bucks on. We saw a bunch of bucks on when we got actually into like some of the marsh areas of the swamps. Where my camera's been, yeah, which people who listen to this a bunch have probably heard about like my camera I had on this property, and it had a whopper buck on it, mm-hmm. huge buck, uh, and it had several smaller bucks on it and a bunch of does. Uh, but the big buck, he only came through one time, and he, it was on October 3rd at 9.30. And so... I don't know. I just, there was the other bucks there, and they were bucks that I would shoot. I mean, they're small rack bucks. I would shoot them with a bow for sure. And then there's a bunch of does, which I'm also willing to shoot, but I don't know if I'm willing to shoot them a mile from the truck in a swamp, you know. So, plus, dude, I was so morally defeated yesterday. I was just like, I don't know if I can make that walk again. Yeah, yeah we were supposed to record a podcast last night, and Andrew's like, I can't do it. I can't do I it. I can't do dude, it. I slept like a corpse last night, dude. When it, when they woke they woke me up this morning. Tyler woke me up. He's like, "Guess you gonna sleep in, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> you say, "What time at ten o'clock?" I know. I thought it was. I thought I I woke I woke up feeling like so refreshed. I woke up. I thought it was like eleven o'clock at night. I was like, "Dang, y'all haven't gone to bed yet." And they're like, "It's four <laughs> thirty. My alarm's been going off for half an hour. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> so rushed out and came out here. But yeah, dude, I was so yeah. So then I told Jacob last night that we uh, I wasn't gonna go to that island and. Jacob was crushed. He felt terrible. Yeah. He was like, he well, lost his dog that like, day. He's like, what are we going to do? <laughs> he got mad with the bed over, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he, sure, <laughs> he sure did. He shut it down like 730. I did. He was, I felt a little, I felt a little bad because Jacob was so heartbroken. And so I was like, you know what, Jacob? I'm going to, I'm going to put him in a gar hole, but it's not a bad gar hole. He can so probably see a deer. I, I hunted it the other day. didn't see anything, but there's a few tracks in there. There's <laughs> some pretty good looking trails, some old rubs. I was like, Jacob, why don't you go over here, buddy? You'll probably see something. And, uh, Jacob, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, so I went in there. <clears throat> <laughs> took me a second to park, figure out how I want to walk. It was getting just on one of these fields, not far at all. And the wind was uh, – turns out the wind was fantastic, but the wind was bad walking in because you had to walk in with the wind at your back. Yeah. And uh, I've killed deer doing that before if you get in early enough, but wasn't getting in super early. Do you think – by the way, so you yeah. went in with the wind at your back. Do you mm-hmm. think it helped that we're like – Literally hunting 300 yards from the road. I think it helped that I was going through a wide open field and there was no vegetation around me. Yeah. So I don't think I was leaving any ground scent or not a lot wearing rubber boots and everything, mm-hmm. which I think helped because the deer definitely crossed that. But yeah, for sure. Just because you're not having to go super far and you're trying to get in super quick. So you're trying to get to that tree before a deer crosses in between you and the your your uh, you know your scent cone. Yeah. Um, and anyways, I've done that in private land before, especially like growing up and had success, like going in and doing like a very small J hook. But did it this morning, got 
Andrew's like, oh, yeah, there's a poplar tree down there. You can get right on the edge of the marsh. Oh, it's a good tree. If it <laughs> got in that tree, it'd kill something. It'd kill something. No, I promise no, you. No, listen, I don't know where that tree was because I went down there even today. I'm like, I got in a poplar, but I don't you know if it was. stopped little. about 15 yards too early. Yeah. Anyways, it was this nasty, like the back of the field, uh, this little, I guess you call it like a little cove for the back of the field. You know, it's all grown up. It's, you know, it's all like waist high, just vegetation and crap. Yeah. And cut on through that. And then at the edge of the field, it was like, I, I thought it was cattails. It's not cattails. It's some kind of cattail looking grass. I'll have to go back there. And weave, look at it. weave through. It's like eight feet tall. You're weaving through. It's oh, loud yeah. as heck, dude. And then uh, get up to like some trees. I'm like, dude, there's not a tree. I was looking for trees. I was like, for some reason, I thought I was going to be on the edge of the field or something. Yeah. Ain't, no, nah, you're like, I told you it was a gar hole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways. I finally, I finally found this little tree. I'm like, man, I've climbed some small trees before. This is going to be pushing it. And uh, climbed up, and I was literally only high enough in that tree that – I'm not tall. I'm 5'9 I'm on a good day. I could reach up and touch the platform from how high I was – or how low I was hanging the tree. So, anyway, I climbed up in it, dude, and again, I had the marsh to my back, and the wind was blowing out into the marsh, which was great. Uh, you know, it's all, you know, flooded water. And uh, getting all the camera gear, and you know, it's starting to get like you know, cl- you know, right at gray light. I'm I'm done. I'm taking a sip of water. I look over to my left, and I got some real big saplings in front of me. But through one of the saplings, I see a deer standing sideways. At first, at standing th- sideways, broadside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah, drinking the. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he was broad or deer was broadside. I was like, oh, you know, got kind of excited. Threw the camera on, swung around, and all of a sudden they just started coming out of the grass everywhere. They're just like just deer. And next thing I know, <laughs> it's uh it's five bucks a doe, uh, with this group in front of me, and they were at forty ish yards. Of course, no shot, just outside my comfort range, but no shot, just too much vegetation. Uh, two spikes, two rack bucks, like decent little rack bucks, and then one deer that was really good, but I couldn't see all of his times, but he had real long main beams, and. Uh, Anyways, they kind of eased on, and they passed just in front of me about 45 yards uh, and went into the timber. And they actually – I think they J-hooked up into that marsh to go bed. Um, and then just after that, not probably 10 minutes uh, after they kind of worked off or they are starting to work off, had eight does come into the actual bean field that was, you know, they were 200 yards from me. They came from uh, the left going right, fed out there for a little while, and eased off in the woods. I'm like, dude, I've already seen, you know, you know, 12, you know, 12 13 deer so far. And I'm sitting there, and, you know, I'm texting all you guys. You're like, what the? And Tyler's like, you better have footage. You better have footage, man. <laughs> and I got some footage of the does. I couldn't get all the bucks on camera just because of the freaking the low light and just everything with the camera. It was a, it was a pain to try to find them in that tall grass. But I was sitting there, and then behind me was a little beaver dam, and it's, it's thick and nasty. And all of a sudden, beaver dam, or what is it, log jam? Beaver Dam Log Jam. Dude, if, you've, part, if you're a long-time two. listener, you get that. Yeah, from last year. This podcast from last year. Yep. 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 And uh, anyways, I, just, I heard the – as Michael talks about, which Michael's still – anyone that hears Michael talking, it's unfortunate he doesn't have a headset. He's over here shooting his bow, so you're going to hear him in the background. But um, Michael always talks about, you know, birds and, like, listening to, like, blue, what, blue jays, chickadees, and what else? Robins? Robins. Yeah, so anyways, listen to them, and they, they – will sound off when a deer or something's walking through the woods. And it's kind of cool because that happened. And all of a sudden I hear water splashing behind me. I turn around and there's a freaking big body deer. Like just slipped through the water through my own little view. And all I saw was the back half of them going up onto that uh, that beaver dam uh, to go bed up. So that was pretty slick. And then uh, sitting there for a little bit longer. Had three more does come back out. Um, kind of like where they had worked into the tree line. They ran to the Tyler. And, and of course Tyler missed that opportunity. Man. Team Team Red didn't come out on top today. 
I don't even know. So what happened there? What happened there? What, listen, Daddy's talking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was set up facing that oak tree, and uh, the swamp was behind me, and Michael sent a text and said, uh, well, Andrew, the plan was, was I was going to get down and do a little scouting and then go with the huddle house and then uh, do the podcast. And Mike said, hey, hold on until I don't get down yet. Uh might be a little bit more movement going on. So this is Michael. All every hunt he does something like yeah, that. Yeah, he sent me he sent he sent a group text of, Hey Ty, hold up for a minute. And uh he's after I got down and talked to him he said he heard some birds chirping. And uh and uh what is that? Yeah deer. Is that, that guy walking? Who there's a guy walking. Yeah, that's a what's that the biologist? What's what's he walking? Oh, I don't know. But uh, anyways, guys, we got yeah, we had the biologist slash game warden come by earlier, so he's walking over here. I guess it was he's gonna go on the podcast. I guess here we go. <laughs> but the uh, I, Michael said he heard some birds chirping, so he thought it might be a little bit more late movement. And uh, so by the time I seen that text, put my phone back in my pouch on my saddle, I heard some water was splashing behind me, and uh, it was a lead doe coming, and I, I couldn't see her, but she was like ten yards from me. I just hear the. The rip, hear the the water splash and see the ripple, and I finally caught her. And uh, so I went to grab my bow, turn my camera on, and I don't know if she seen my wild edge step or if she seen me move a little bit. But I should have just stayed still and let her work all the way past me and get in the field and throw the hammer to her. But <laughs> I didn't. I tried to jump the gun and she she didn't blow. All she did was just look at me, stumped her foot one time, and turn and bound off in the swamp. But I don't think she's seen me. I think she might have seen the step. I don't know. I hate to put it on the step, but I don't know. Man. No, I don't think. I don't know if she had would have spooked at the step. But see, I, I was two steps high, and I was probably fourteen foot, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen foot. If I'd been three steps high, I know she wouldn't have been able to see you know see oh, me yeah. or my platform. But and she was coming through pretty deep water. You said right? Yeah, almost two foot. Golly. Yeah, these these aquatic deer they have gills up here no they don't care man god i mean and they i mean because we're looking at the onyx at the huddle house and as far as you can see at least what 700 yards of solid water back through there yeah. that you get the other field yeah. solid water mm-hmm. i don't have any idea where she came from Actually, there's a little high spots in there they're on them so this so we're sitting here looking at the place that we're about to hunt right now i mean literally it's right in front of us like the tree i was in is 400 yards directly in front of me you probably almost see it and uh yeah we we went in here this morning and um there there wasn't uh i don't know man there wasn't like a like a good wind for it i guess but i tried to go to that peninsula back there and i sat there and the wind swirled like bad right before we got down what was it like nine o'clock yeah and it uh it apparently busted a doe out that ran to michael which he missed he killed a tree and uh but anyways, to explain this like parcel to everybody, this is basically like I don't know, a couple hundred acres or something. Maybe yeah. a thousand or more. Right here? You yeah. talking about this? Oh system? yeah, a couple thousand or not a couple thousand? No. Twenty-five. I don't know. I mean, look. That's not, no, 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 no. Don't be too specific. No, no. Yeah, oh yeah. We'll, 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 we'll leave it up in there. Yeah. Okay. okay. So yeah, it's a, it's kind of it's, it's between a hundred and like four thousand acres. It's a decently sized <laughs> parcel. Okay. <laughs> Way out there. So I mean, but it's mostly bean fields, and they've cut these bean fields and left little strips in them. Yeah. But also around the edges, the key is around the edges. They've left like a buffer strip, which they've said it's for quail. They call it like a quail strip, and it uh. So that creates like a lot of cover around here, and dude, these deer are in those buffer strips. I mean, it's like 
on a human, like on me, it's like head high most of it. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of grasses and different stuff in there. Uh, plenty of little saplings all over the place. You got some oak limbs hanging over, dropping acorns. And dude, they're they are in that stuff. I mean, it's rubbed up to death. So there's plenty of cover over here. Um, but when you're looking at it, dude, from like especially from our perspective, you're like, man, there's just no there's no woods here. Like there's little strips of woods. Like on the edge of the property where the water is, and then that's about it. There's no like big yeah. Well, there's a big woodlot on the other end, but every everybody and their brothers hunting that, which is why we're hunting over here where there's no dang trees you can get in. Yep. No, and you're right on the money with it, dude. When I was looking at this on the map, a lot of these places that we've been hunting today and I guess yesterday, um, I had already kind of marked, but I haven't actually been over to check it out. And I've been impressed just on the amount of sign, which it makes sense. Most of the guys are getting, you know, sucked into these bigger woodlots, and they're going to dive in there. And these deer get pushed, and they're, you know, bedding in areas that, you know, they can easily access in and out of, but they can have a ton of escape routes, uh, especially on these different access points. You know, they're bedding in areas that, you know, if you're walking down these fields, you know, most times I'm sure they're going to bust you or they're going to be able to smell you with pretty much any kind of wind, uh, which makes it slick. Yeah, but, so uh, what, that's what me and Michael seen yesterday. We we jumped two does on the little point that comes out of the bean field, and on my way out yesterday mm-hmm. about two thirty three o'clock, I jumped five does in this buffer strip. Yeah, just right there next to the field. Just mm-hmm. so one part of this that's pretty cool, I think, is like we're we're basically over these last few days have like read the hunting pressure here, and one thing we were just talking about is like kind of the common denominator of this is that all these deer, especially the bigger bucks, are in places where nobody can get a climber. Yep. yep. Everybody around here's got a climber on their back, and these deer. So the first morning I hunted here, this dude pulled up to me. And I was getting out, I was getting on my crap ready, and he walks up. He's like, hey, where are you headed? And I told him whereabouts I was going. And I asked him where he was going. He's like, man, there's a big buck back there that uh, I missed him yesterday. So he wanted to go back in there, and he was going to set up in some cattails on the edge of this field where he keeps seeing this buck come out of. He's like, about 8 o'clock, two days in a row, this buck has popped out of those cattails and come through right, right through this buffer strip. And I'm looking at it right now. You can see it from the road. Yep. And you look at it, and literally on the right side, Jacob, what is that, like willows? Yeah. It's, willows, cattails? Well, it's, it's like a transition. It goes to like willows and cattails, and then it goes up to like bigger saplings. Uh, you know, I guess some of that could be like bigger sweet gums. And then it goes back into kind of like just willows, and it's kind of like you can tell there's water there. And then it goes to mature trees. And, I mean, like we said earlier, or like you just said, you know, a lot of these deer are in areas that you can't get a climber in, and most guys aren't going to hunt on it because you either got to hunt from the ground or you got to hunt low. You can't get very high in any trees. Um, so that's definitely the kind of habitat that we're finding those deer, in, and it's a, a great example. So, anyways, back to the big buck. Yeah, so that big buck, he said, popped right out of there. He missed it at, like, a long distance with a crossbow, and he wanted to go back in there and uh, and take another swing at it. And he basically told me where to sit for, like, hey, if I screw this up, he should come right through here which I was already going to set up in that general area anyways, but so he wanted me to be on the escape route. He's a nice guy. But he was telling me, he was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do because that thing keeps coming through in that spot, and there's no tree you can get in with a climber. And so he brought a lawn chair, and he was sitting in those cattails about 10 yards from the trail. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
That seems to be the common common denominator, especially because everybody on this property is driving down and they're hunting those that bigger tract of hardwoods down there. Yeah, see, I love that, dude. I, I, that's the one cool thing about just like having the mindset, like, hey, no matter what, we're hunting the deer sign. Whether you, know, you got to hunt it from the ground, you got to hunt it from you know five feet up, eight feet up, uh, or you've got to climb high. It doesn't matter. And when you see when you come in with a climber in a place like this, you're so limited. I mean, to be honest, where I was today, there was not a single tree I saw that you could have got a climber in. Uh, where I saw those deer so you know it's just a, a cool different aspect when you decide to hunt mobile whether you're using a, you know a small compact uh, lock-on or if you're going to go in with a saddle you just you're more flexible in what you can get in um, but yeah dude this place has been absolutely crazy with the amount of deer sign from like what we're seeing I mean I am so impressed with what we've been finding like to be honest I really want to come back up here next weekend um, and really da- dabble in it and uh, and try to yeah make something happen, especially after learning what we learned this week. Um, yeah, I, I, all I, over them. Yeah. So, anyway, um, well, what's the plan for the afternoon? So, since you saw all those bucks in that little marsh and you kind of think you know where they bedded, I mean, since we know where they are, we're all going to go in there and try and get them. Yeah, we're going to so, dive bomb the marsh. Yeah, we're going to – I mean, this is the last afternoon, so I'm going to go sit in a stupid spot. Andrew's going to wind bump it for us. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm much just going to blow out the bedding area and whatever happens, happens. To be honest, I don't think they're going to blow out. I don't think they will I don't either. think they're going to leave. No, because there's a, there's a house right there, and I'm going to be about 100 yards behind that house, and there will be about 100 yards past me in the marsh. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that at some point they're going to smell me because the wind has just been crap inconsistent this entire time we've mm-hmm. been here. But I don't think they're going to bust out because it's like if they're laying there and they, they catch a whiff of me, why would they show themselves? Yeah. You know? Yeah. What? The guy is still in there. Little kill one. He's going to Oh, he's still in there. Yeah, there's a guy There's a guy in that general area. I think he's up on that ridge by those pines. Been there to, all morning. He, he ain't coming out. No. Hey, I know what it is. Hmm? A guy's bringing the other guy food up on that mountain. Oh, oh, oh! Mm. Let that. We, we won't. We won't get into that topic. We won't get. We won't get into that right now. <laughs> oh, oh, mountain man. Oh, mountain man. Living That's up what's there. happening. He got a little. Uh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, so Michael's gonna go set up on the ridge. So this marsh, it's got a ridge on one side and then these beans on the other side. You're gonna go set up on the ridge, right? Oh crap! Yeah, he's yeah. I forgot about that. So Michael is gonna set up somewhere. Uh, Jacob's gonna set up where he saw the near where he saw the bucks this morning, right? Yeah, there's a. I found the transition point where they're coming actually, where they're working in that field, and uh, I found a tree because where I was at today, you're not gonna get a shot. There's no trails that come within bow range uh, of that tr- of that tree, unfortunately. Yeah. So I'm gonna kind of go to the, uh, the the far back corner of that little field, which wasn't terribly far from me, probably about 50 yards, and uh, I found a sycamore I can get up in, and all those trails merge right there and there's a bunch of rubs and actually there's there's two scrapes and you i mean you saw that a couple of days ago yeah um and i mean there's just so much deer sign droppings everywhere right there like that willow oak and everything oh yeah um it's just it's a great location the problem is i haven't climbed a, a, a sycamore in a long time so you know they're pretty freaking slick we'll, we'll see how that you works take them sticks will you well we'll, we'll, we'll try try yeah, it out that'll be weird so yep. you're gonna get there i'm gonna come in from above them there's a little tree line up there in a different field that kind of shoots down. That Where we think they're bedded is basically in between the tree line that Jacob wants to get in and where I want to get. And uh, I want to get up in there. It's going to be cutting it pretty close with the wind. But basically, if they get up, they can either come up by me or they can swing down by Jacob, one of the two. Or if I blow them out, then they'll probably run down to Jacob. So Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, I'm really setting the perfect 
uh, exit point for them. Because, I mean, they're going to have to come through that, that little V right there. Mm-hmm. Um, whether they try to, you know, hit the beaver dam, which I doubt it, I think they're going to come right there. So I'm all excited for it, man. Stop them. Stop it on the run. Try to get a shot on camera. That's the biggest thing. Cause of <clears throat> yeah. Slacking. Yeah. Slacking. Yeah, I, uh, I did not get my kill on camera. I'm, to, in my defense... I was in the tree for like ten minutes. Didn't even have didn't even Listen, have the camera on. Dude, on I, there I don't I don't pull up my bow until I have that camera slapped on. <sighs> Listen, I mean, you could have got there a little bit earlier too. He could have got there a little bit earlier. There's a lot of things he could have done. I should have said that. Little part there. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all are killing me. Well, yeah, so that's the idea. We know that there's like seven seven does just walked out in this field a minute ago, and so uh, we need to uh, go back there and kill one of them maybe. Yeah, for sure. We know they're back there. We could just man drive it with bows. No. <laughs> yeah, there was at least seven. All right, we're back from a brief pause we just had here, had there, and uh, now Mr. Michael Pike is on. What's up, guys? What's up? Got your bow sighted? Oh, yeah. Ready to rock? Cock lock, ready to rock, Doc? Yeah. Sweet. What you shooting there? Uh, The new broadheads? Yeah. Swackers. Swackers, yeah. After that pitiful blood trail with the Valkyrie? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, people didn't tune in to hear about broadheads. Uh, Michael, what's your take on this whole weekend? What do you think about this parcel and everything? Uh, it got a pretty good bit of pressure there at the beginning. <sighs> Dude. <laughs> so our friend Hunter Lindsay was up here from uh, Paint Rock Creative. He's actually videoing my wedding. Uh, he came in here and hunted open the morning. He's like, Dude, I saw 15 trucks in here. And I was like, I've never hunted with Hunter before. So I was like, eh, I took it with a grain of salt. I'm like, was there really 15? But there's probably still a lot of people. But was, it, but was it really that many? And then I came in here, and the freaking caravan came through, man. Yeah. I parked at the very front. <laughs> now, like, I, cause I, like, again, we're trying to hunt this overlook stuff where people can't get climbers. And I figured people would go back into that the hardwood, you know, those bigger hardwoods back there and mm-hmm. hunt, try and find feed trees. So I parked here, and you came by me. And then I think like eight people came right behind you, one after another, dude, just down that road. I was laughing at it. I was like, yeah. are you kidding me? I've never seen something like this in bow season. Yeah, so yeah. I, had a, I had a buddy that uh, I know from up in this area, and um, he uh, – like Speaking of caravan, are you serious? Well, here comes some more people. All right, go on. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, I had a buddy from up here, and, and he had a bunch of people in from uh, Arkansas and Georgia, some uh, some good people. But speaking of, I got to meet uh, Ron Poole, which is a uh, uh, old, old fella from uh, Arkansas, and he's a uh, man. He's a killer. <laughs> I mean, he was on deer the whole time. Um, so uh, so, anyways, we 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 got to hunt with him and everything, and share camp, and so uh, we uh, we saw we saw a good bit of deer, but I think their plan was to get in there and spread out and kind of bump people or, or bump those you know bucks back and forth yeah and kind of everybody keep in touch and let each other know what they're seeing similar to what we're about to do now yeah um so we covered that whole section and uh and there was a, a decent amount of deer scene but really after the first couple of days that i was up here i got up here tuesday i really wish i'd have been up here opening weekend because i think that's when most of the deer were killed um and a lot of people shot at bucks you know that opening weekend God, so yeah we uh we definitely need to be up here opening weekend next year if we're going to do this so yeah. we can do it right. Absolutely. Um, but uh, the past two days have been pouring rain and it has been <laughs> pitiful. It's been miserable. Uh, I mean it was bad. So, um, as far as uh like 
different things. I don't even remember what the original question was, but no, I, I got a question. Well, we're really just kind of asking about this whole hunt, but I want you to talk about, and this is total side note about the whole bird bird noises because again i didn't really pay attention i've heard you talk about that a little bit i paid attention this morning and i was like yeah spot on like yeah. blue jays just let me know you, i mean you can yeah you can always tell like i was telling y'all too the phone about the phone yeah so explain it, if, it if it's ever like gray light uh where there's not a whole lot of light out like say right at you know last light or, or first light in the morning a lot of people will get up in their stand they're just like waiting you know trying to kill time and what they'll do is they'll you know, open their phone up and start, you know, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, whatever. And it never fails. Like that light will trigger those birds and they'll be, you know, cutting up right around you. All that's doing is alerting all those deer, you know, that there's something in there. Um, but there's, there's special times that, that deer move through and you can usually listen to the birds and, and they'll all start cutting up and moving around because if they're not, it, it's for the most part quiet. Like you'll hear a couple of birds, you know, chirping here and there and stuff like that. Woodpeckers, you know, making their little sounds as they're pecking on the trees. And uh, they have, you know, little calls too. But I don't really pay <clears throat> I don't really pay as much attention to those, the woodpeckers, because I think they just try to maybe make a bunch of noise, like when they're pecking on the wood, try to get like, I don't know, maybe insects or something out of there. So I don't yeah. know what they're doing really, but yeah. Um, but these birds, they really just, you know, start cutting up, and that's usually, you know, the direction I start paying more attention to. And you can kind of tell, like, what direction um, and and when that movement is going on based on those birds. So, yeah. So, yeah, you mentioned uh, when you, like, look at your phone at gray light, if they see it, then they'll they'll lose it. Yeah. I did that this morning. Yeah, I told you about it. And <laughs> freaking lost it, dude. Yeah. Because I didn't, I, I didn't even think about it. Because you said that, and I forgot. And then y'all were texting, and I pulled my phone out, and a bird starts cutting up behind me, just right behind me, just one bird. Yeah. And it's like hollering, and it is like right behind me. I'm like, gosh, yep. crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so this thing starts yelling, and then another one comes over, and yep. it starts going crazy, and another one, and then there's like six birds around right. me, and then a dang squirrel comes out on the same tree on a limb twelve feet above uh-huh. me, and he's chattering at me. Yeah. Everything is just losing its freaking mind, uh-huh. like screaming at me. I was like. Michael's right. Yeah, it's it's the little <laughs> stuff, you know. It's it, some of this stuff gets overlooked, but uh, if you start paying attention to the details, uh, really start paying attention to what's going on, you know, as far as the other animals in the woods around you, um, then you'll start picking up on more deer movement. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that was pretty. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, so, well, Dad, Mike, Mike, you gotta give us a little rundown. You've been here for almost this whole week. Yeah. So, what have you been seeing? So I came up on Tuesday, and initially I got on bucks left and right. The first day I saw two uh, two bucks. I'm pretty sure they were both six points. Um, had one at under 10 yards, but uh, I let all of those walk just because you know I just I don't know. I mean I want something bigger. I want something bigger. I come up here. I come up here. here. Yeah, exactly. I came up here for a big boy. So uh, you know I let the other ones grow so I can come up here maybe next year and kill one of them and get one of them. So. But I've uh, seen quite a few of those and then some does. And I've let most everything walk so far, you know, just trying to trying to get a buck. But then it started raining. Mm-hmm. And it rained and it rained and it rained. Besides the first two days I was here, like, or no, first first three days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was pretty good as far as movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, once it started raining, you know, Friday and Saturday, it sucked. Dude, it, I mean, it dumped on us, too. I uh, mean, it rained hard. I mean, I was out there. We were all out there in it, 
you know, I tried to mm-hmm. sit all the way through and, and they just weren't productive sits. Uh, but, um, you know, ever since then, I mean, what it ended late last night. Yeah. It quit last night. And then this morning, man, they moved. Yeah. I'm t- and I saw two leaving the campground this morning. Uh, and that golf course over there, uh-huh. I saw two does crossing, uh, coming from the golf course. I was like, yeah, they're moving right now. Is it probably four forty-five or so, right? Something like that. So, um, so anyways, really just didn't see anything the past two days, just because of the weather. I think just had them, you know, laid up for the most part. Um, but this morning, I I had a doe come by right at right at gray light and. I mean, you couldn't even see her on the camera. It, the camera was just blacked out, more or less. I mean, you couldn't mm-hmm. even see light on the camera. So uh, that one walked on by, and it went actually towards you in your direction. Could have oh. been the same one that you bumped back, but Probably I, I think it looked smaller. But it was a single doe. So Andrew comes. Uh, <laughs> Andrew comes. Bebopping through, he's going to go scout. So I tell him to walk. Seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> so seven <laughs> thirty now. So I tell 830. him. Eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> So I tell them to get down and head in my direction because there's a pretty good bit of ground, and, you know, where something could be in there. Uh-huh. And he comes through, and there's a doe comes hauling butt through there. <laughs> and I get my camera on, and, and I'm I'm zooming in a little bit, and she's hauling so fast. I had to zoom all the way out, and she's on me before I knew it. And uh, I had the bow up. <laughs> I, I drew on the bow, and uh, she's there like, I don't it probably wasn't. 20 is about 20 yards Meh. i was like Meh. in the in my in my opening she's so she's so spooky she's like she she just wanted to get out of there yeah. i was like Meh, Meh, Meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. yeah so I'm, I'm basically screaming at this point she finally stops and is right behind a tree of course with a whole bunch of vines and tangles and everything <laughs> through it and i'll have to play back the footage but when i released i all i heard was Shwack. and i was like i know that wasn't ribs though <laughs> that was either a shoulder or a tree yeah yeah so so i saw i saw something black go flying off into the air and i don't mean like flying off into the air to the left or to the right i'm talking about straight up like a freaking rocket and i'm like i don't even know what that was it looked like a limb shooting off but it could have been my arrow but the angle that it was going it was going almost straight up like so anyways, I, I get down, I told y'all, so I get down and look, and I go over there, and I was like, well, this is where the doe was standing, because, you know, here's, you know, all the leaves are, you know, shuffled up, so, uh, but I couldn't find my arrow, and I was like, well, that's not good, because I'm shooting a big arrow, mm-hmm. I mean, that thing weighs 650 grains, Oh yeah. and so I was like, if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be right here, and so I looked around, I didn't see it, and then I, about, I don't know, five or ten yards to my left, I spotted the back quarter of my arrow <laughs> broken half Golly. i went back and looked and it did uh i don't know what it hit maybe before the tree but it definitely hit the the very very corner of that tree and i saw the little cut marks into it and that's when i when i guess it was shot off into the air so yeah man we got the caravan caravan coming in some dude just parked in the field from us so no well he he's not uh i, I saw him he walked on private he must be the private he walked in with a 22 i think he's gonna score hunting oh get you one man okay yeah. i thought they was going to pull uh no no so the other, the other guy that black truck right there he's the one pulling uh the, the uh biologist out. i got you Biologist yeah. got stuck dude he, he straight up this like sunk it to the floorboards man <laughs> Yeah, it happens. That's why I got Big Bertha, so that don't happen. Yeah, on oh, Big Bertha, <laughs> Michael drives a truck that I don't even know how to describe it. Like, if you can, if you can imagine, well, not well, no. 
Any country boy's dream. <laughs> <laughs> it took it took many years and a lot of a lot of extra shifts to to get this get this puppy. Yeah, when we were going through that crap the other day that was sketchy, I was like, man, I'd have been stuck 150 yards ago. Yeah, <laughs> my poor little F-150. But anyways, so I want I want at least people to be able to kind of like glean something from this. Uh, so I'll ask you the same thing, Michael, with this parcel, which we described it. It's like. You know, a lot of beans on this end, the beans have like a 20-yard buffer strip around them. It's just mm-hmm. grass and, and random sweet gum and just great deer cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, there's cattails over here. There's not many climbable trees. I mean, even with my system, it's been a royal pain to get in some of these trees. Uh, then on the other end, you got all those hardwoods down there. What do you think has been the, the key with this with what we've seen today? So what I've realized uh, since being here is um – they're not in the hardwoods at all. They're even in somewhat semi-thick cover. They're they're not in there. Anything short, basically below your head height, it seems to be like where they're traveling. So yeah. as thick as it can be, and as more water, you know, I figured uh, some of these deer would skirt the edge of the water. You mm-hmm. know, going from point A to point B. No, they're 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 just going right through the middle of it. Yep. yep. Um, and you don't have to push deep. That's the that's the key. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely. There's a. I'm sitting here looking at a red oak, which is 65 yards. We yeah. ranged it because mm. me and Jacob had an argument about how far it was. Turns mm. out I suck at ranging things in the wide open. I thought it was 40 yards at 65. I'd have missed <laughs> that deer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there's a red oak right there. And me and, I looked at it when me and Tyler got back this morning, and I'm like, man, that thing, I bet, I bet deer are hammering that thing because it's the only red oak like on this little stretch and we walk over there and there's freaking 20 piles of deer crap under that you could kill a doe right there 65 yards from this road in the wide open well not wide open it's in the buffer strip but uh man these buffer strips are the ticket seems like another sure. thing too is uh you need to be doing midday hunts right now all of the deer are moving yeah. midday mm-hmm. and I, sure. I don't know if the weather pattern has screwed that up to where they're feeding in the middle of the day or if you know it might be a moon phase or pressure or what the deal is but it's it's definitely changed from uh from when I first got here mm-hmm. to, you know, maybe the Thursday, I noticed it changing a little bit. All of the deer were already bedded up. You know, we'd come in and we wasn't seeing any movement until like around 11 o'clock in the morning. So, Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, dude, even back here, what gets me is like how many people drove in here over like this last week of hunting. There's been a ton of pressure. Like this, as far as bow season goes, this is the most pressure I've ever hunted in a bow season period by mm-hmm. a long shot too. Yeah. I mean, on public land, especially in Alabama. I've seen gun hunts on public land that are like not even close to this pressure. Right. Dude, I mean, dude, this is getting hammered. But there's good bucks in here that people keep seeing. And there's a ton. We just saw seven does walk out in the middle of the freaking field. From where y'all were. Daylight. From where y'all From were hunting where were this morning. morning. <laughs> I guarantee you they walked within sight of my tree that I was in this morning. I don't know if they were in range, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude, it, it, I think, I, and I think it has to do with these buffer strips because they can pop out in these fields. And I mean, they can, they can feed like those two does, which we fr- failed to mention this, but as soon as we pulled up, I looked over. There's two does standing on the edge of the field next to one of these uh, tree lines that go through there. And Michael grabs his bow and runs down there trying to shoot one of them, uh, like swings around the backside. But those does are out there at like 1 o'clock just feeding 20 yards from the edge of that buffer strip. And if something comes to them, you know, they come out of the buffer strip and they're standing there and they just came from that thicket. So they know that that's safe. 
and then they can see everything in front of them, and they're just sitting out there chilling. And if something starts coming up to them, they can just bail out into that thick cover. You're never going to find them. And you'll never find them. Yep. I mean, that, that's way over a deer's back. I mean, if it was even like a big buck, if you're standing at ground level in some of this stuff, you wouldn't be able to see them at all. Nope. You know, so. So if you're hunting this type of cover, and especially if, like, you have an overgrown field, um, instead of those deer hugging the tight uh, edge of open hardwoods, uh, that are, they're hugging the edge of the, you know, the grown-up field probably about 10 or 15 yards in. I've seen trails. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. ten or fifteen yards in that cover. Yeah, it's not on the edge. It's ba- it's out in it. And I think it's a lot. I think a lot has to do with the uh, just the overall pressure um, on everything. Man, I guess he just picked a buddy up. I didn't think I didn't see two guys in that truck when he came out here. Yeah. But uh, anyways, I, I think it has to do with some hunting pressure, but also it's just they're more comfortable having cover all the way around them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, dude, the sign shows it. I mean, every, everywhere you go, and you just got that. That tall vegetation, there's deer sign all in it, dude. Yeah. Right. I mean, even those cattails, when uh, I spooked that doe to Michael, like walking through there, a lot of it is like knee-deep water, and there's all these weeds growing up through the water and everything. And Did I was you see walking, what I was talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, there's like that little levee on the backside of it, and I was walking that levee, and I was telling Tyler, there wasn't deer tracks walking down the levee. There was deer tracks coming across it. Mm-hmm. Where they're just, dude, they're plowing right through that water. They don't care. They don't care at all about mm-hmm. it. So, uh, Which is something different from, from what we typically hunt. Absolutely. I mean, we don't have any water. Yeah. No, this is like <laughs> marshy. You're lucky you even find a creek with a couple of inches of water in it. Yeah, yeah man. And they, they're just, and the, you know, those weeds out in the water, you can see the deer trails in it, literally. Uh, and, and, and these cattails around here, you can get on freaking Google Maps and zoom in, and you can see the deer trails on Google Maps. Well, a lot, got a lot of deer trails. You also got to think about there's... Good, I saw a good bit of beaver sign in there, mm-hmm. uh, and, and muskrats. But I mean, it's amazing on the just the overall deer sign down there by some of the water. But really, this everywhere I've gone. I mean, dude, I was walking back up this other fence row and uh, coming back to the truck this morning when y'all were parked there. And dude, I was amazed at the deer sign that I saw that was fresh because it rained all yesterday. Fresh tracks all over the place in that field on the edge of the field, uh, which I'm sure some of it was from last night. But also, I feel like a lot of it was from this morning with all those does coming back and through oh yeah mm-hmm. so it wouldn't take long at all for a trail to get beat down with eight does walking through no no sir no, not, not even close no, not at all dude not yeah. at all yep so yeah dude uh by the way so one thing i want to cover is on on the i think i guess it was last week's episode we talked about uh mr benny is my mentor ben mm-hmm. george he, he was texting me the other day talking about the uh was it last week's it might have been. I don't know. I can't remember. But he texted me about seeing like a big nine point when he was squirrel hunting the mm-hmm. other day. And it walked up to him and saw him. And he, I guess the buck didn't know that Ben saw it. So it basically he said that it lowered its head, tucked its tail, kept a low profile, and slipped off the backside of the hill. Like not making any noise at all or anything. Just slipping away. And that's not the first time we've heard of like, you know, a mature deer doing something like that. So Michael, oh, go through your story. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, it was uh, maybe like opening of bow season here about, I don't know, seven years ago, and I had the biggest buck I've ever seen in the woods uh, come in with a bachelor group. He was uh, the last one, and it was five bucks. And um, so they come up along this ridge, and one of them, I think one of them had spotted me, and he, he comes across and kind of circles in, and the others are, are coming straight to me. And um, so that one blows, the one that, had come around on me because yep. I didn't see him. I was paying attention to all the other ones coming. Mm-hmm. Well, he spots me, he blows, and he runs off. The other three bucks besides Big Boy all blew 
threw up the tails, took off hauling butt. Big boy comes through there. He sticks his head up, looks right to me. I'm, I know he locked eyes with me. Like you're no on the doubt, gr- you're on the ground. He's like, no, I'm up day. in a tree. Yeah, but I'm 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 not way up in a tree. It's the way it was, you know. I was I was down in like a little dip. So, mm-hmm. anyways, he looked straight at me, and all he did is turn his head, and he just snuck right back off the hill. Just kept eyes on you. He, just kind yeah. of snuck back. He he yep. did. He didn't do what all the other ones did. Headed in the opposite direction, and he didn't say a word. Now, yep. ex- now explain what happened yesterday for you. Oh yeah, so yesterday I'm coming through where close to where you was hunting today. And yeah, and this little area that you're talking about is right there. Right. Oh, that's where that happened. That is yeah. it. Right. Oh, I there. thought you were over on the no. ridge. No, dude. Like no, you can, right here. You can see it. Oh, dude. Literally right there. Okay, keep going. So, anyways, I'm I'm coming through. There's a real good beat down trail. I'm coming through. I'm going across the water. I'm easing up through there. Somebody has one of those cheap, cheap water bottles that I guess they threw into the river, and uh, <laughs> it got washed up in there. So I'm sneaking through, and I didn't look to see where I was stepping, and that thing went. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Every deer within 50 miles just heard me. I mean, I'm not even talking about just a regular water bottle. I'm talking about the cheapest one you can find that barely even holds the water like that. <laughs> You look if at y'all, it sideways and it crinkles. Exactly. So anyways, uh, as soon as I did that, I heard right where I just walked through, within 10 yards of where I walked, more or less, this deer get up out of those, that tall, I don't I don't even know I don't what it know is. I don't know what it is either. Some it, kind of, some, some like. Yeah, it's about four foot tall maybe, and it has all these little, uh, all these little leaves that go up from all the way, almost to the bottom. Yeah. All the way to the top. It's kind of like a grass but it's not a grass but it's like it's br- it's like brushy crap basically yeah i mean that he was in. So, so anyways uh and the only reason i even knew it was because of the water they had to cross that water because it was in between two two little pockets of water yeah so you know that's the only reason i knew it even you know snuck out the back door behind me i don't so, know what it was so you heard it right yeah i heard it you heard it sloshing through there yeah it heard me crack the water bottles and it and it bailed it out. It bailed out, and, that and I was heard it after you got past it. Oh yeah, let you walk I was, right past. Oh it. yeah, I was twenty yards past, thirty yards past it. I don't yeah. know about. I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but that just doesn't seem like something a little old doe would do. No, it doesn't. Here comes the feller. Yep, pulling out the old biologist. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. I don't know. And that—that's the exact spot. So when that guy was telling me about missing that big deer Man. earlier, that's the exact spot that he was like, "Yeah, he's." He's coming right out of there, and he's crossing this low spot in the field eight o'clock every morning. And you were you bumped whatever that was in the exact spot he said that thing was coming mm-hmm. from. So who knows? Yeah. It, I mean, we're obviously we're speculating, but I mean that's interesting for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I've even had it too, where the first rack buck I ever had a chance at in the woods, uh, or good rack buck at least. There's a there was a trail that came through this place and crossed a fence, and and the way that it it set up with the trees, the climber was up there we left Aww. the climber on that tree and um the climber at one point the trail like looped around this i think it was like a fallen tree or something i can't remember but the trail looped around something and it came within like feet of the climber at the bottom of the tree so i went up there this is i was probably 12 or 13 and mr benny sent me up there and i got up there got him way before daylight found my way to the stand climbed up and about 7.30, I hear something, and I look down, and here's this rack buck, big eight-point. He ended up getting killed the next year. He's a nice eight-point. And he, he was coming up out of this thick stuff, going back into a bedding area at 7.30 in the morning. 
and he basically got to the edge of the thick stuff and there's like a little opening where this trail is that I'm hunting and then there's a fence crossing and you jump over it and you're in the bedding area so there's that little opening this buck comes up and he gets to the very edge of it and I basically see him like I see his head like he gets to the edge of the opening and kind of looks out and he looks at the base of my tree and he stares for a little while and then he does that exact thing he like he brought his head back like that just like kind of like a turkey does you Mm -hmm. know like brought his head back and he turned very didn't make a sound turned quietly and slowly and slipped off and i never saw him again and i remember i was standing up there with a crossbow like 12 years old because i blew my bow up the day before (laughs) i drew back on a squirrel i was going to shoot the squirrel and i tried to let down after i couldn't shoot it and i torqued my bow and the string popped so uh yeah, I had a crossbow that day. And I was standing up, and I was, like, doing this right here, like, leaning around trying to shoot him in the neck. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he slipped off. And then an hour later, a doe came through and did the same thing. But instead of slipping off, the doe, like, tried to briskly walk through the opening. Like, she she came out, and she looked at the base of the tree. Yeah, and she, ca- she came through, dude, and she's, like, not running, but she's not walking. <laughs> and she comes through, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I whistled, she stopped, and I shot and killed her. And uh, I think, looking back on it, I didn't know until years later, but, like, looking back, I'm pretty dang sure that buck walked out and didn't see the climber where it normally is, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And so turned around and moved on off. All right, not trying to, not trying to speed things up, but uh, we got to get in a tree, so um, <clears throat> I think we want to cut this one short. All right, boys. Um if we kill something, I guess we'll probably do some little update or whatever, quick update. Outro. Outro. All right. If uh, if we don't do an outro, then uh, appreciate you listening. We didn't kill anything. We're all sad. <laughs> <laughs> any any final words? Uh, no, just super excited. Hopefully we can come back next weekend, dude, or do something like this or, uh, uh, you know, do another really cool camp out trip. This has been fun, hanging out at the camper. Heck, yeah. Uh, and just having a good time, dude. Out of my year. Let's, uh, let's ask, a, ask that big buck if he's got any last words. Oh, before okay. he run an arrow through its through his ribs. Yeah. Don't know, let the air out of one. He's he's, he's gonna have four holes in him. <laughs> he's gonna run past the first person, then the second, and third, and fourth. Thwack, thwack. All right, we're gonna cut it short. We appreciate you all for listening. Thanks again. Boom. Hey, everybody. This is Kyle V host of the Ozark Podcast, a show where we sit down with outdoorsmen of the Ozark Mountains region to talk all things hunting and fishing. Just like the outdoorsmen who live here, we follow the seasons and interview regional experts on everything from bear hunting, fishing for smallmouth and trout, and discussing big questions like what happened to all the quail in the Southeast. If you're enjoying this show, then I know you'll enjoy the Ozark Podcast. You can listen to the show on all podcasting platforms and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.